When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I shoot my shot, I hit my toes. 187, that's Andrew Cole. I shoot my shot, I hit my toes. I let man act like they don't know. Check my record and learn that code. 187, that's Andrew Cole. Murder a beat, I'm cold. I link up with bro, that's I did it like Andrew Cole, I just do my thing, I don't need to talk I shoot my shot, I hit my goals, I let man act like they don't know Check man's record, I learned that code, 187, that's Andrew Cole Murder a beat, I'm cold, when I link up with bro, that's I did it like Andrew Cole, I just do my thing, I don't need to Middle with the field and check like scores, but I still grind and chase man's goals When I get a chance, man's veins get cold Hello and welcome to another episode of Mugger I'm joined this week by... Just one uh, fellow host, Elijah, or panelist, should I say? Is it a panel when it's just one person? Ah. It's a bench. Um, <laughs> how you doing, Elijah? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm worse after watching that game, to, to be fair. so it's, it's tough. I think, like we said last last week, it was, it was like the gaps uh, between our game meant that January was going to be like a nice month, you know, not after yeah. watching too much. But in about 45 minutes, they can frustrate you all over again and remind you why you detest the team and these players so much. Um, before we start, I do have to do the usual plug to socials. If you're listening and you're not following on the Twitter, TLF underscore Mugger, uh, give that a follow. Um, once you've got a few more people, we'll start live streaming these podcasts. Or should I say, when we're recording the podcast at a more uh, normal hour, not 10 o'clock at night, uh, we'll live stream the podcast. We've started doing that with the main pod and it seems like people like to watch along and watch people's interesting backgrounds and whatnot. Uh, also puts pressure on you to wear different uh, leisure wear because people are actually keeping an eye on what you wear when you're at your house. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you're somebody who's a long-term listener and you haven't given us a rating on Spotify or given us a rating on Apple Podcasts, please do so. Five stars. Leave a comment. Uh, we had a really, really great 2023, but 2024 promises to be better. Um but that's all the business being taken care of. Elijah, uh, the last game of this round of the FA Cup, the magic of the FA Cup, uh, Manchester United away at Wigan, who uh, have kind of fallen from grace in the last decade or so, um, from the days where they, you know, took took the Premier League title away from us. To this day, I still think Fergie fixed that. It's, that, that, run, that running didn't make any sense to me. But uh, since, since the days that uh, Sean Maloney did his, did his bit... Um, so going into it, I know last time we caught up, you seem quite done with the club, and you're just kind of you know just waiting for the sun to shine again. That's that's probably going to take a while, but you're still watching the games. The articles are still coming out thick and fast. So obviously you're engaging, and even if Manchester United are not giving you as much pleasure as well, they haven't for a while. But if Manchester United are not giving you much pleasure, you still get to revel in the blood of your enemies. You know, it's Arsenal. They keep the they keep the uh, the, the coffers full in, in, some way, shape or, in some way, shape or form. Um, but how are you when it comes to like these cups, like the FA Cup, you know, who are like 
historical and Stanley Matthews and Steven Gerrard's goal and all that kind of rubbish. Are, are you somebody who enjoys these kind of cup competitions and enjoys like the minnows going up against the massive teams or are you someone who just feels like it's just another pointless game on the fixture list? Um... I'm I'm a bit half and half. I do, of course, I love football. The FA Cup was a big thing gr- growing up for me. Um, um, but I think after we won, after we last won it, I haven't really cared as much. Just because I the only reason why I really wanted to win it, it was just so Rooney and Carrick could get the whole set. Um, right. In terms of the, the trophies won after that, don't really care. Um, but it's always good to win a cup. So if Anything else, it stops us from having a drought. Um, so, like, the League Cup, it becomes more important the longer you, you don't all win it. Mm. Um, so, yeah, um, it's always good. Um, it's a break um, just from the um, league. You get, you get to face different teams, like facing Wigan. You are, you are in a quite a difficult situation. And then apparently we're going to go up against Newport or Eastleigh. So that's going to be live again. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, man. Yeah, I just... Um, it's whatever. The good thing about the cups is that I, the thing is, is that I've gone to a point where these cup competitions are it means more likely we're going to see rotation and see different players, the younger players. Um, so that is a incentive for me. That's kind of the reason why I wanted the Europa League because I feel like we might have been able to see these players. But then again, I forgot that Ken Hag has a real, real big sickness and given the and and we saw it today i mean to be fair i can't blame him today with the team he put out because if you look at our bench literally filled with players that would not get into the squad if everyone was fit i, yeah. I believe we had like 10 absentees which yeah. is i mean that's what that's what we've dealt with the whole season but it's like whatever um but yeah basically just two changes ericsson um ill Ahmad was ill. And... What the hell is this illness going around? Bro. So this is as absentee list. So Martinez injury, Casemiro injury, Malesia injury, Mount injury, Lindelof injury, Maguire injury, Shaw injury, Anthony injury, Ericsson illness, Ahmad illness, Marshall illness. Marshall's had this illness for about a month now. What the hell has he been eating, man? What they've been what have they been making him, man? You saw what, you saw what his ex was cooking him. <laughs> I mean he should have built up some resistance by now. He's getting poor nutrition at home and in the training ground. I mean, there's there, there, there's only so much your your stomach can, can do. That stomach acid has been fighting back for years now. <laughs> it's not honestly. I firstly thought that it was, like I said on the pod, just the guys who were waiting for Ten Hag to lose yeah. their way of just not playing. Um, so he had it. Rashford had it. And then when Hoyland had it the other week, I was like, you know what? Fair enough. Yeah. But what I will say is like stepping away from the club and just generally in everyday life, post-COVID and post us being outside now, it feels like everybody's always in some stage of having some sort of bug. Like they yeah. either have just had it and they're starting to feel better or they're feeling a bit dodgy or they're having that like period where they don't feel anything. But it feels like everyone just goes around going in and out of being sick, sick, uh, Something tells me it probably wasn't as rare pre-COVID, but you know that kind of confirmation bias when it's like, yeah. ah, yes, COVID and bugs. And so I, I, I try not to think any more than it, but I haven't seen anything widespread like this at a football club, um, the way it's been widespread 
at our club uh, in the last month or so. So I guess we just we just have to wait for the players who are injured to come back. I think Martinez is back in training. Casemiro, I think, is back in training as well. Um, Mount was... The thing is, yeah, you know the baddest thing is about Mount, yeah? He got injured. It got announced he was injured. Cool. And then he said, oh, he'll be back in Jan. Cool. Why was he training two weeks later? And why has he not even had a hint of being in the squad? Bro, yes. something something dodgy has been going on. Something's going on. We know what it is. We can't talk yeah, about bro, it. Bro, yes. I'm not going to say it. Something dodgy has been going on with him the whole season. And I'm just going to yeah, say we can't fucking pussy. That's what I'm going to say. But not everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. That's, 60, <laughs> that's 60 million all in. Um. So obviously we were kind of hands were kind of tied because of injuries, but I was still pissed off to see Scott McTominay starting. Obviously, um, I just I just detest the man to be honest with you. Um, but like you said, other than that, uh, there were there were minor changes in the team. What were your expectations for today? I actually get why he played that team. Apart from injuries, I think we haven't played well enough, and there's been such a gap since our last game that you kind of want the guys who are going to be starting when we play Tottenham to play together build up some rhythm, build up some patterns of play. So I wasn't expecting a much-changed team. We're not that good. Uh, and the team play like they barely know each other. Um, but what were your expectations in terms of performance once you saw the team and obviously with the context that we're playing a team at the level of uh, Wigan? Um, I don't have any expectations for the, this team. They truly, truly make me sick to my core, quite frankly. I hate a lot of these players. Um yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't listen. I can't blame you. We've spoken, we've spoken about it at length um, throughout this this season. There's, you've got Maino as obviously that kind of source of excitement, and obviously I thought I was going to get to watch Ahmad after yeah. his like, performance against Nottingham Forest. It's like, oh yeah, bit of a mad ball. He's going to get stuff ticking. Bit more minutes under his belt, but he also didn't play. Apparently, he's also ill. Yeah. So whatever the illnesses, he's unfortunately got that now. Um, so I kind of went in just expecting us to beat them quite handily. Uh, we ended up winning 2-0, a Bruno penalty and a, a Dalo nice little finish. He's, he's shown over the years that he's got a, a decent strike on him, actually. Yeah. Can't cross it. Um, passing is inconsistent, but kind of like his fellow countryman, Bruno Fernandes, he can like strike it on goal like pretty, pretty decently. What did you think of the player performances? Yeah. Oh, let me, you know what? I'll do what I usually do. Throw out some names. Get your thoughts. Um, um, brother. <laughs> brother. Brother, 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 brother. Look, yeah. <laughs> My expectations for him are really low just because I know what he's coming into. I've, yeah. I've, I've, I've seen the tapes and I know what our team is. Right. And I, I don't think I'm asking for much. You know, where sure. I just want a like his touch when his back to goal is so bad. Like mm. I, I'm not expecting top hold up play like your Watkins or like your mm. fucking Jesus or drop right. back in the day or whatever. I just want a bit and it's just touch awful all the time. Link up play. Terrible. There was a time where Garner Gar, Gar, was, run, was running into space. Holland's taken it off him to pass, to it, back pass it backwards. Absolutely yeah. insane. That's, yeah. that's, just, that's just a common theme throughout the team. They're all fucking idiots. They are actually all idiotic. Mm. It is so 
frustrating. But yeah, Hoyland, um, he should have scored. I mean, the header is re- the header is actually very very poor. Like you could say unlucky, but at the end of the day, they it was basically he 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 didn't close close his eyes. He just let the ball come up come off the top of, of his head. Major pause, but it's it's just like he dips his head so he cannot see and if it comes off the the, the, the top of your head pulls again like it's just it's more likely to go up so it's like fam yeah this is just that's just fundamental heading heading that, 101 that, that's it and i'm like heading brother. 101 i'm just like brother he's cooked. Like, on, his man. confidence is cooked man and i think he also had that kind of Snap where the ball bounced to him like five yards out or whatever, and that also went wide. But that one, feel, that one was shocking. That one was. I feel like then once that happened, he was like went within himself, and you actually need these guys to have the mentality of I'm just gonna go get another chance. There's no point of going inside yourself and hiding when you miss chances because the only way to redeem yourself is to score a goal. So I was thinking, our oh, second half he'll probably grab one. The game will open up a bit. They'll open up the pitch, trying to get up the pitch and score a goal or whatever, and just yeah, just wasn't wasn't nice, to be honest with you. <sighs> like you say, just... Oh, yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I don't want to be too harsh on the kid, and I feel I feel like people are hard, harsh on him just because of what we've seen in, in the past, and not even, like, the distant past, the immediate past, like, we've actually seen talented attackers, mm. <laughs> so it's just like... Even if they've been inconsistent, there's been talent. You there. know they're good. Think... Yeah, you've seen enough to know they're good, talented players. Yeah, like so, with him, I, I do think he has good fundamentals, but he's so raw, so so yeah. raw. But he's twenties. Yeah. He's gonna turn twenty-one soon, I believe, because he's born in two thousand three, I think. But um, yeah. yeah, he's gonna turn twenty-one. He he needs a lot of work, but I feel like this is what United wanted in terms of the striker to go long term and. Fair enough, um, but yeah, he needs a lot of work. But yeah, yeah. February, he's turning twenty twenty one in February. He he, yeah. he doesn't need a lot of work. And for you, for you, the goals aren't coming at the minute. Would you want him to start with that kind of back to goal game and just being able to involve others more in the play? Because that way, when the goals aren't coming, he's still able to be like a a, a positive to the team. Or would Is you he... want him to just get some goals from me, brother? I mean. I don't even think it's the, the thing is is that when I look at a centre forward, there's multiple ways you can occupy a centre back. He's doing right. none of it. All he all he has done since he's come here is wrestle. And it's like, brother, I get it. You're in the Prem. You, you wanna show off a bit of girth and tonnage pause. But it's just like, come on, bro. Like, do something else. Spin in behind, stretch the play. But but also I feel with that it's because at Atalanta he played up front in a two and I don't think people understand playing in a two is so different because right. the pitch is split for you so right. that's it you, you work on one channel. right yeah 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 that's it. with w- w- when you actually one up front you have to be the reference point of which side of, of, of the pitch because you split the pitch yourself like mm. you are the center forward, you split the pitch yourself. Therefore, you need to move with the ball or against the ball and to create space for with yourself. And and he's not doing that well, which is not surprising because he's not used to it. And he's playing at United, where he's not the ball doesn't come 
readily enough where he's right. able to get the opportunities to show it. So, I mean, I don't want to be too harsh on him, but yeah, I don't. He's, he was really poor again today, but... Yeah, yeah I think it's, it's, it's just a, a, a watch one. Obviously, the commentary I was listening to, they compared him to Dar- Darwin Nunes, uh, but then the oh, commentator was kind of like... Um, I just think they meant in like terms of missing chances, but then the commentator, uh, the the commentator was kind of was Craig Birdie was kind of like, yeah, but like, Nunes at least does like other things, you know, he like create goals, he, he creates goals for people, he runs the channel, he's just a general nu- nuisance. nuisance. That's just the a thing. thing. Yeah, he occupies certain backs by being a nuisance, right? With with his movement, with his runs, right? Like, he he diversifies it, but. But you have to remember, Nunes is 24, 25 people. Yeah, and... 20, 21-year-old Nunes probably real nice. Oh, he, he was at Almeria stinking it out. So it makes sense. Yeah. So what it we said, we, we, we grabbed a Darwin Nunes, yeah? We grabbed something. A... <laughs> oh, hey, yo. <laughs> we grabbed something. That's what I'm going to say for now. <laughs> but yeah, Hoyland. Um... We are who we are, brother. Yeah, he was yeah. in the sec- second division of Spain. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was this this age, and then he got like I think his first season in uh, the Premier League of Portugal. He got six in twenty nine for Benfica. Yeah, but I'm, I'm I'm not sure if a lot of those were off the bench. He might have been he might have been like six in nineteen in terms of minutes from what's oh, going well, on. Bad, not bad to be fair. If that's if, if that's the case, um, fair. Okay, cool. What did you think of Garnacho? Obviously, you're one of the as far as I am aware. One of the people who were very early on saying, "Listen, this this right wing thing isn't necessarily working. Can we see you somewhere else, brother?" Um, what did you think of him on the right today? He was top. Like he was really good. And it's just like I've like wrote an article um, released on Friday about Garnacho and the fact that um, he's not the best talent we've seen in recent years, but his mentality is amazing. And what we spoke about with Hoyland in terms of when he mimics that chance he went within himself doesn't happen with Garnacho. Even if something doesn't come off, he's going to do the same thing again, which, of course, can be frustrating when he's having a bad game because it's just continually doing the wrong thing. But at at the end of the day, with the type of player he is, he is not going to be uh, 8 out of 10 correct action player is going to be more like your fours and your fives but that's the game that he is and that's fine but mm. it's just much like you just need to put players in a better position and I, I and i saw a kid who literally was so much better running towards the touchline than running into body so the left wing thing i understood at the start he's, ne- he's never played on the right before according to his brother um but it, it that that to me just looks like a player that if you put him on the right he's going to be able to diversify his game you saw today he was able to go in he was able to go inside and outside like his crossing amazing cross for the, the holland header even the cross for um um that came from the um that came for the the, the dialogue goal. really really good pass. he put in a couple really good crosses and then even he, he was on it he was on it he was pretty he was active he was going at yeah. his he was going at the fullback um i think yeah i i don't care personally i don't care if a player's never played um on that wing i'm talking about in terms of 
your openness to using them. And obviously, yeah. we've come into this era now where a lot of the goal scorers at teams are now the wide attackers, the wide forwards. I don't call them wingers anymore. I've called them wide forwards. So every team is kind of setting their attackers up to be able to cut inside and shoot. Um, yeah. Not many teams have the traditional, like, wingers anymore. Touchline wingers who can, you know, get that, as they say, chalk on your boots and whatnot, yeah. whip crosses in. We have a striker in Hoyland who, especially early on, again, I think like as he's struggled for goals, his confidence has gone down and mm-hmm. he's not necessarily making the same runs. But he was making a lot of those like runs where he was just missing it. So he needs some service. I think he needs more easy chances. Like The chances that he got today obviously were reflective of the calibre of um, opposition we were playing. But in a Prem game, he barely gets those sort of looks, right? Mm-hmm. So I think just going by the numbers, he gets enough of those sort of chances. He starts to score some goals. So I'm glad to see that Garnacho seems to have gotten to a position where he's able to mix it up a bit more. He's able exactly. to run at his man. He's able to play balls dangerously in. And he had that left foot shot as well exactly. that just came, came off the was it off the crossbar. Yeah. Someone said Garnacho has a better left foot than Anthony. I laughed at first. Like, haha, funny joke. You know what? It's actually true, which you know is <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, nah, it's it's good. Um, I I I know a couple of people have been down on Garnacho, but he's he's good. He's good, and he's nineteen. I think people right. forget how he, how young he actually is as well. Like, this is what the scenario does, Elijah. Nobody has any patience for youth. Nobody has any patience for these players to grow. They need what they need, and they need it now. You understand? Yeah, you age. If you're old enough, to, you're old enough. You're good enough. Well, old no. smoke. <laughs> old smoke. If old you're smoke. old enough, you're good. If you're old enough, you're good enough. And I think that's not the case at all. I think we want to. It's from what I'm reading, and we'll get onto this. Like it sounds like they want to keep Marshall, but they don't necessarily want to pay him as much as he's been getting paid. And the facts are, he's not going to get 250k anywhere else. Yeah. Um, so I think it'll be interesting to see if he even wants to stay here within this and like 150 <laughs> he, <laughs> he does I don't think I, I don't I don't think he wants to stay here but I don't think that's a problem what is is this is going to be his I believe this is going to be isn't this is his ninth season I, I believe crazy crazy ninth season, wow. I, mean, I mean he's been he's, he's been million down the drain Tony Marshall scores again boy he's yeah, been he's been yeah, so Crazy. he's been st- he, he's been steadily getting worse, and of course there's a there's a combination of factors. But um, right. yeah, um, nineteen three one seven. You know, if you do the numbers of that, that's probably closer to like two seventy two sixty. It's a shame it's turned out like this, but I say all that to say that um, those younger players they just need older, more mature players who aren't necessarily so good that they can't share the minutes with them. But are also good enough that if they're not playing well, we can take them out of the team, and it's not an to the absolute detriment of the team, right? Um, so but, I think God. But, but like for me, I'm just like when people say they don't have the patience, I'm like, if there's anything that United have not done for the past ten for the past ten years when we've been shit, mm. it's just have patience and see some something through. Mm. We've literally always gone for short term and we need to build something because as much as people can look at City they built something they built something with the board with Guardiola look at their youth team like they've built they've built something it's not just throw money of course you of course 
to to a big big big, big extent they have but they built something the, the with the best teams you you see it being built that's why we spoke we spoke about it before when we were watching Rooney and Ronaldo come through it right. was enjoyable because we knew the end goal Right. It's gonna be something built that was good, and that's yeah. the problem with United right now. It's always yeah. now, 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 now. This is United. This is United, bro. Your your United has been built on rebuilding. That's what Fergie Ferguson was so good. Yeah, at. rebuilding and rebuilding is gonna be ugly at points. Like when you build a new building there's going to be scaffolding it's going to look ugly but you you put the the, the, the scaffolding there to support the building so once it's done it looks amazing and that's what yeah. we fail to do just we're basically just been building on quickstand so that's why that's why i've been a big proponent of saying brother just yeah, yeah. use these youth players as squad players because it make because if they're good enough you have a player that could potentially get, get in the first team or a rotation, rotation piece. If if they're not, they're, they they are playing enough to attract suitors so you can sell them. Right. And that's how you build a connection. And then hopefully in the future, you won't even need to play them. P- people are just going to say, oh, he's from Man United. Let's buy him straight from the real reserve team. Let's buy him straight from, from the academy, like like your Chelsea's, like your Man mm. City. So yeah, that's a sustainable business model where we're in this world of FFP now and yeah. we're talking about pure profit. Being able to sell those academy lads for good money um matters. I think being able to, I was reading an article in the Athletic and it was talking about Brailsford in 2022 trying to like strike up a relationship with Manchester United where they could like loan some of our more promising younger players. I think he wanted to loan Ahmad potentially. Mm-hmm. Uh and it's been able, like obviously, you know, Chelsea back in the day, they had the Vitesse on them. Um they had the Vitesse Arnhem uh, conveyor belt, I think. Um, who was the one we used to use back in the day in Belgium? Um, ah, the thing is, because Antwerp. Uh, yeah, Royal Antwerp, Johnny Evans, and and, and that went there. So yep. we need to get these, because we know that in terms of scouting and scrutinising and finding talent, football is at its absolute prime. So what I mean by that is, if you're talented and you're playing at Wembley goals, somebody is going to find you at Wembley goals, you know? So you need to give these young players a platform. So even when we're trying to loan out our talented young players, it's like, how does really promising young player in Manchester United youth team translate to League Two, you know? That, that That's the offer. That's, that's the offer you're getting. So if they're saying that the British game is potentially too physical for these young players, because, you know, um, in the lower leagues, there's a lot less football and it's a lot more just fighting for your life down there. Um, send them to the continent, but I agree we have we have to build something. But I feel like we're now at a stage where the fan base is just lost because obviously after the first few years after Fergie, you're still hanging on to the old kind of reputation that you had. Right? You tried the LV, you tried the Moyes thing, didn't work. Tried the LVG thing, didn't work. Obviously, bringing Jose Mourinho, proven winner, cool. That obviously doesn't necessarily work. You then do the Oli thing. And it's now you're just kind of like, oh, like wh- wh- who are we? What are we? You know, what do we stand for? What we're trying, what are we trying to achieve? And I think you are right that they should build something. But before you can build something, you need to know what you stand for and what you're trying to achieve. Right? Is is like for example, City looks like they use their academy academy predominantly as a way to make money. So mm-hmm. they will grab the best young players from other teams, let them have a few years in City's academy. They'll go to places on loan. Player season, you'll get to see them in the first team for a bit, 
and then they'll sell them for, for big money. We saw at, uh, at Liverpool's peak when they were going um, bar for bar with City for the title, when they were trying to sell any young players, they were getting ridiculous fees, ridiculous fees for players that were barely playing. And do you know what allows you that privilege? When your team is successful. When players say, this youngster may be really talented, the reason he's not playing is because the bar for him to play at this club is so high. Take a Cole Palmer, for example, right? At City, barely started. Come on, have little cameos, show that he's got some talent. Goes to Chelsea now, and it sounds like he's like invented bread, the way the Chelsea fans talk about him. So we have to go all the way back to baby steps. And I'm imagining that's what the things you're talking about are what these guys are going to bring in. And I think if fans can see there's a plan and there's progress within that plan, and that progress may not necessarily even be linear, but there's progress within that plan, I think that fans can get behind that. But now, while we're in the middle of the Glazers still own the club, uh, Brailsford, Enios, they're not quite in for another month and a half. This season's been really poor based on what our expectations were at, at the start. We don't have any players in the, in the team that at least can be your joy when you're watching a game. I was watching one um, uh, clip that came up on my timeline and it was, I think, the game where we beat um, Newcastle and that, that I think it was the fourth goal that Lingard scored. Yeah. Um, and where Pogba gets it and he kind of like dripped somehow like uses first his dribbling to kind of like take three guys out of the game. Then he uses his passing to take three guys out of the game. The same three guys, I think, will, yeah, well, take three players out of the game in two different kind of scenarios. And then Martial dummies it, Lingard finishes it. And I was like, that's creativity. That is talent right there. That's when there's nothing going on. And this player has not just the technical ability, but the ingenuity and the vision within his head to make things happen and I look at that and I'm like when you look at our team now how many players can how many players can even do what Lingard did the quick drag and then quick finish we don't have that quality so I think when fans can see something is happening something's been cooked as, as they like to say they're, they're patient you know um but when they can't it just gets more and more annoying and I think this season's been a spectacular failure so far I think we they said we've played 28 games and we've lost 14 and won 12. Yeah, I, I, I believe it's 13 out of 29 now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I think we're just, we're just a bit lost, Elijah. So I agree with you. You're, you're a calm head in the room in your head that I, I agree with. But listen, man, football fans talk about their club every single day. Your club is a badge of honour. When your club is doing well, you can walk among your peers, your enemies with your head held high. And when your club isn't doing well, you keep your head down. Can't really get as cheeky as you usually like to. Your girl's asking you what's wrong, you know? So <laughs> I, I completely I completely understand. Uh, I want to ask you about Rashford. Uh, on, so he was on his favourite left-hand side today. Yeah, what, what are your thoughts? Like, from the first minute, I just didn't like his positioning. Like, you can't keep like, getting away with it! Like, it was so weird because I'm like, I'm seeing him in, like, a positions where the left-back should be. And I'm like, why are you so... Why are you so deep? Yeah. And it's just like, and then cool, he gets a bit higher and then he starts to do okay. Um, he got the assist, but uh, even his passing tonight, like he kept trying to pass it back and he just kept playing it short, even like for, for the big chance that Wigan had. Mainly does play it short, but then he does that thing that everyone talks about with Sancho, which he ducks out over 50 50, like a right. dickhead. And like, it, like, like, I, like, I think I said it. Like in the in the in like midway through the second half, that is the most sometimes maybe shit, sometimes maybe good performance I've seen in my life. 
Mm. And then it just descended into just shit. Because that second half was absolutely horrendous. But, like, he'd done a few good things first half. And obviously done a few shit things. But the problem is he did not look interested in from the first minute of the game. Like, I could just tell he was going through the motions. Mm. And it's like, stuff like that is unpalatable. Because I'm just like, brother, like, I get, I get the mood around the camp is low, but oh, like he's actually a senior player now. Like, come on, bro, buck up your ideas a bit. Like, it was disappointing. Um, he got worse and worse as the half, as the second half grew on. Um, we for some reason we stopped attacking down the right, even though um Garnacho was was our best attacker, and we kept yeah. giving the ball to Rashford. And his decision making, oh, for God. fuck's sake. I don't know if it's uh, I don't know what goes into it. Like he feels like he doesn't know what he's gonna do on the ball until like he gets the ball, and then even sometimes when he tries to think ahead, because there was a time when like he got the ball and then he instead of coming in, he was right by the line, the, like the byline, yeah. and like, he kind of he let it go off, and it was like you didn't have any space to do what you thought you were trying to do, and he wasn't like he wasn't quick. I think that's the biggest issue. You have to be quick because these defenders will shut down space. So he kind of like. Labors on it. Am I gonna go down the outside? Oh, the amount of times he does that oh, is so oh. fucking annoying. Like, brother, if you're not gonna do anything quickly, just pass it. I don't care. Like right. this, this dilly dally thing. I, the thing is, yeah, I spoke about it with Onana where he comes out, it inches out. Varan gets so pissed off. He keep, he keeps telling him, pass it, pass it quickly, quickly. Because, brother, you're not drawing anyone in, so you're doing nothing. Yeah. You know, this... that guy who keeps walking around, like you're busy at work. <laughs> That's all he's doing. You're so right, man. It's it's bizarre to watch, man. Very bizarre. Like that rush performance was actually like, I, I thought maybe he 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 could get away with like being just an average performance, but like it was, it was just shit. I thought it was, it was shit. They're they're a league one side. I'm alive. I'm expecting him to be an absolute menace. I'm expecting him, if he doesn't score to create some goals. Dude, like, look like he's a level above these. He was shit. Like, literally, like, literally, what, I, like, the worst thing is, God, Nacho didn't get an assist. Rashford did. God, Nacho was 10 times a bit better. No doubt. No doubt. No and doubt. That, and, and that is the problem that I have. Like, Rashford, you're actually a grown man now. <laughs> like, literally. Uh, the thing is, I feel like the enthusiasm is so gone. Like I, I can't I, do I can't do this with him, man. Like obviously Rashford is a player that personally here on Mogul we, we have to defend because of just the general discourse around him from the fan base, which I feel like isn't justified ridiculous. for how he's he has performed for us over the years and isn't really particularly justified off the back of the season he had last year. But sometimes I just watch him, I'm just like, what is going on here? Especially when it I think it's more annoying when you know the player's talented. You know, and it's like obviously the the the, the it doesn't look like he's necessarily happy. Obviously, he's friends with Sancho. I'm not sure how the players feel. I understand it's like mixed in the camp in terms of some saying he should have apologized, others rating him for standing on others rating him for standing on business. Um, but he's just come back and he just has not looked up to it, can't beat players, decision making's poor. He had a shot which was half decent. Early on, he was like early on in the season, I'm saying he was like going out of his way to like try and find Hoyland and we saw they they connected almost quite a few times and that looked like as the season would go and it would become a really like profitable partnership to like pacey attackers Rashford would have somebody who could be up the pitch with him when he's like breaking away and whatnot 
but that hasn't developed at all. Week off, I thought, you know, we're going we're gonna to do these. These are shite, that's when Rooney would say. Um, but... You know what? That's what? That's what I was thinking of mainly when he when he must have come. These are shite. I remember thinking so quickly. These are shite. Training session. So Bruno and Mark Tommy said, rot it. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> It's a bit bad still. Like he coming to the team so quickly and thinking these are shy. Maybe he's definitely thinking that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, he again, he was the best player on, on, on the pitch by a, by a yeah. country mile. Yeah, by yeah. a country mile. Um, which look, I feel like, of course, with football, like sometimes like talent is talent in it. So it, I'm not gonna say it is disgraceful that a, t- a very talented player is coming in and sh- showing up um, older guys because age doesn't really matter. As we said before, if you're good enough, you're o- old enough. Yeah. But it's embarrassing it's when yeah. it's embarrassing when the younger player is playing like he's more experienced. Than and it's not just the experience thing, it's the wanting to be out there. And I hate when people talk about energy, effort, playing for the bad and whatnot. But you can see that, like, if he loses the ball, he'll run and track back and try and win the ball. He's not pulling out of tra- uh, challenges. He's putting himself about the pitch. And that's what, like, you talk to like talk about having a plan, right? That's what the club typically means for these younger players because you've been at this club since you were a child. Mm-hmm. Your dream is to play for this club. And part of, you, part of you, if you believe in your wave and believe in the legacy of Manchester United and for a good, decent part of your childhood, you would have seen Manchester United winning stuff, is that... I'm going to come back into this team and we're going to get good again, right? So that's why when people always say like, oh, our, our, our method or our approach should be, you know, to always constantly like promote young players and ensure like we've got a mix of like our best youth and then the best. It's like, that's literally every bloody football club's method. Of course you want to have your best young players because otherwise you have a dressing room full of mercenaries who when the going gets tough, they don't actually care about the club and they're here just to, collect their checks and you look around at our senior team and how many of them are like not to get all brexit how many of them are like fluent english speakers right how many of them are coming for their like payday after they've already had the highlight of their careers you know um and they're already past their prime you know how many of them have not fulfilled the potential that we had for them and obviously we can talk about the environment and whatnot but for me i want to see as many of those young g's who are eager and hungry to prove something as much as we can especially when they're talented, even if that means in the short term, we're not going to win. We're not winning anyway. We're not winning anyway. So the least we could do is actually blood these guys in and put ourselves in a position where going forward, again, you talk about a plan, Elijah. Going forward, you have something to hold on to. You've got your Mainos, you've got your Mards, you've got your Gores, you've got whoever else that's really talented in the academy. Bring them in, Ten Hag. So I'm seeing young G's in the training sessions now. I know he knows... Enios is looking that you're not committing to the you know. bro. Look, this guy, I, I told you, yeah, there's one way to win back a fan base play the youths, and he's doing it, he's doing it, and it's disgusting. But even now, people are saying, Ah, oh, half half the team from La Carrington. I'm like, Brother, it's that easy, it's that easy. Us, that one was sponsored by La Carrington, bro. <laughs> like, like I said it, yeah, literally. Since since Kai Rooney has been born, we've been trying to fix right wing and DM. And maybe like Carrington might have fixed it for us. I mean, personally, 
DM is not where I want mainly to be, but it's not oh. bad. Yeah. But and e and, and even right wing Garnacho Gar, 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 Gar that kind of stumbled upon that. I'm not sure how he didn't stumble yeah. upon it earlier, but that's besides the point with that bald headed prick. But it's just like it's just so annoying when I'm just seeing like the, the thing that's annoying for me is that we spent so much money on squad players. I'm like, what's the fucking point? Right. Like it's like it's not the ones where you're going out to buy first team starters and it goes wrong. And it's like, ah, that's a that, that, that's a bad signing, but cool. It's when you're spending bags of money on wasters for no for no reason when you can just get someone from the youth team that would be I half like as good. Such a no, I feel like it's such a no-brainer. And like financially, business-wise, like I'm surprised that more managers aren't up for it. But I think many of them are risk averse. Uh, risk averse. I think in, in of the top managers, the person I probably see who does it the most is uh, Klopp. He seems in recent years quite open to playing his good young players, sometimes mm. due to injury and sometimes because he just rates them that highly. But you look around and, you know, City went to get Nunez. They went to get um, Kovacic combined like 120 million abject failure, you know. Um, you get to spend, you go and spend 90 million on Gavardio. You're telling me you don't have somebody in your academy who can do a, a similar job who costs you absolutely zero. So I don't want to, I don't want to like single, like not kind of highlight our issues, but I feel like it's not just an issue here. I feel like it's a football issue and that's mm. fine. If you're going to do that, like when you're getting those squaddies, do not be paying first team starter fees for them. You know, again, we talk about being able to find talent all over the, all over the world. Like, what I think I've learned over the years is that our recruitment team, our scouts are actually good at identifying players who are who come from obscure backgrounds. And actually, there's something within the club which is always averse to like going out and spending like a six million on Saicedo when he's in Ecuador, you know, um, going out to spend that money on Julian Alvarez when he's still in Argentina or Enzo Fernandez when he's still in Argentina, you know. Um you talk about those three players all in probably their combined fees when they first left are like 40 million. And you mm -hmm. ask me how much those guys are worth now. And you're probably talking, you're talking about 200 million plus. So it's, it's bizarre to me because those sort of players, you can sign them, loan them to teams on the continent for a season who will happily play them and happily use them as key players, let them adjust to European football, the European schedule. And then you bring them in. Um, like I said in the Mugga chat, bar the way, and I feel like if I gave the keys to Manchester United to about four or five people in the Mugga chat, <laughs> that bar way thing is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, it, they will be able to run a successful football operation. It's it's fascinating watching it from the outside in because sometimes I think things are done just to kind of preserve business relationships, and things are done. That's how we do it. So even if it's not the optimal way of doing things, that's just how it's done. And you have to kind of play game. It's kind of like when you give a an older player who's been at a club for a while a, a big and a long contract, knowing that probably the majority of the contract, you're not going to be um, getting value. But what it demonstrates is that you take care of your players, you know? You take care of your people and you don't run like a ruthless establishment. You see that happening in sports so often. So... I completely agree with you. I agree with Maino looked like the best player on the pitch. I think I'm happy for him to earn in, earn his stripes in that role um, this season. Going to be interesting to see what happens when Casemiro returns. Obviously, the Saudi rumours, 
the Saudi rumors are coming. Oh, Evans was on a marauding sort of center back, left wing crosses, laying it off, and then running up the pit. He was having a jolly up today. All right, Evans. I mean, he was. I mean, there was a couple left foot foot pings which were which were a bit shit, but yeah, Evans is solid in it. Um, it's a good pro, happy. man. How happy that he got a, another season because I think the way he left was bullshit. But if I speak about LVG, Jeff will come and <laughs> Jeff will dispute. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, bro, I can't believe L- LVG can go to hell, man. But anyway, uh... yeah. yeah. Um, talk about latest news. Obviously, uh, Van der Beek has gone to Entrite Frankfurt. There's an option to buy there. I think I said they're like six or so in their league. So hopefully, he can get some game time and we can get some sort of recompense for him. Harry Maguire still out. Scott McTominay, Harry Maguire, Van Der Beek, Sancho, Marshall coming off the wage books, potentially Varane coming off the wage books, Saudi Arabia getting uh, Casemiro from us. It's starting to look like wage bills are going to go down and revenue is going to go up. Um, so I'm open to it. I'm open to it. I think it's it's kind of, those are kind of the moves you do. Like, you know when you take over on Football Manager? Yeah. It's a quick moves early on. Just quick moves. Just yeah, that, just that, like, it's is is them long term moves where you might have a shit first season, but but you're building something. You're building, you're building. You're building you know? so you like, fourth, get a bit, you get a bit of money. Yeah, you, you buy your scout, you 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 buy your scouts in the summer. They're now identifying talent. Two yeah. three seasons, you're jugging. Exactly, two three seasons, you're jugging. This is not going to be a quick transformation. If you're talking about enterprise transformation, this is what it looks like from top to bottom. The whole place, the whole thing is rotten. So people need to be patient here, but I'm actually quite excited. Um, like, I am excited. I am excited. So, you know, f- consider that the romantic in me. Um, but I feel like there's some people at the helm who at least care about the club and they don't need the money and they're not here for the cash grab. Um, and even if that means the Glazers still get to benefit, as long as I get to enjoy watching my football team and can win some stuff in the process and I can have some players that I enjoy watching and I can bloody feel like trekking up to Manchester to Old Trafford then I'm I'm all right you know all those billionaire paydays stuff that's that's above my head man so that's how I, that's how I feel about it at the moment Nice are doing well at the minute Brailsford came in made some changes so you know he seems to have a little you know say quiet he's put his hands up to be like listen football ain't my thing yeah football ain't my thing but he's really well connected He's aware of those weaknesses. And a lot of the time when you're in the position that he's in, you just need to s- surround yourself with people who are good at their job. They yeah. help you understand and they help you, they help inform you. And then the decision making is on your head. That's all right. So if you've got the best in class around you, all will be well. So from the looks of things, from the sounds of things, that's what we're trying to do. So I'm all I'm all ears, man. I'm all I'm all ears. I'm all in Elijah. Um, I feel, I feel like with the wage bill, people will probably think um, it is just glazer nomics really just trying to cut costs. But really and truly, um, the financial situation that we're in, there's a reason why the glazers were desperate to get an investment. The, right. the cash cow is running dry. So um, at, at the end of the day, um, we, we need to comply with FFP, um, with the Premier League and UEFA. Um, which for some reason is calculated in different ways, which is very fucking annoying now. So, yeah. um, but the, but the wage bill is quite important to the UEFA FFP. 
Um, so that's probably a reason why, especially with the fact that we're probably not going to have the Champions League in the next season. Um, that's going to be a big cut. And we didn't get as far in in, in the Champions League as we thought. Um, that's going to be, I believe they said we lost about 28 million, 28 million euros just based on what we budgeted on how far we'd go in the uh, Champions League. Which is quite disappointing, but um, yeah, we, we just need I to. I wonder how far they had us going, maybe quarters. Lo- I, I think quarters, I think, Lots. yeah, quarters last 16. 16. Um, fair, but um, fair. yeah, um, I, so uh, we lost out quite a bit, especially with the fact that even, of course, you get a bonus for every single win that you get. We had one, right. um, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, um. Yeah, I mean, it's, so it's I, so sure. it's actually so when we're when you're seeing the fact that Marshall and Ferran weren't offered extensions, it's not the fact that well with Marshall, I just don't think he the, the club will, will want to stay or he needs to stay. But I think it's with Ferran, it's like the fact that he's on big money, they need to cut costs somewhere. It's fine for him to stay, but he can't stay on that wage, especially with Facts. especially with the position he's in in terms of his belly fit. Um, he's a great professional. Um, yes. but the problem is, is that eventually he will need to be phased out. He's not, he's not someone to be relied on. And I said before that he should be used like how company was used in like his last three years, coming for the important games, which for now will be to secure Europa Conference League. But um, yeah, um. That's the conference problem. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the problem that we have right What's now. The conference um, League music is it the same as the Europa League music? Yeah, they've not even enough, to give them their own feet. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, like our wage bill is astronomically high. Um, right. it, well, right. it's not that high, but that's because obviously, well, from last season wasn't that high because we were in the Europa League. Mm-hmm. Now we, we were in the Champions League this season, they right. got that. 20 percent pay pay bump back so that's going to increase it um yeah so and the revenue's got the revenue is going to be down because we're not going to have as many home ties we've already right. we are already had two away ties now right. so not going to have as many home games uh, we didn't go as as far in the we, we got to the quarterfinals of europe league we got right. dumped on the group stages now um yeah basically the revenue's going to go down so um yeah um, yeah yeah fair this is a this is a nightmare cool um let's finish up with some listeners questions elijah um first is from Bonds. if you had to sack five players from this team who would they be and why i feel we get this question every like other week um, it's not it's not it's not enough um <laughs> It's more like keep five players. <laughs> if I had to get rid of five, Bruno Fernandez, I don't think he's a good captain, nor do I particularly rate him as a player. And I think we should hopefully be able to get decent. Do you know what? I was actually really hoping um, he got booked for a, a dive for that pen. But it's, it. it's Anthony nasty. Taylor. He's nasty. He's that, nasty. The thing is, I, f- I think it was so pathetic because he could easily just stay on his feet to be diving to secure a win against Wigan like there is there, there there's a bit of shit house read that everyone loves and then they just have some pride yeah just so have some self-respect man yeah so he, he goes for the re- I don't rate him don't think he's a good captain think we can get a decent fee won his wages off the books 
Um, I want Jaden Sancho gone. I don't know if it's Jaden Malik or Jaden Jamal, but it's one of them. I want Sancho gone. I want his wages off the book. Again, I think we can get a good fee for him. Um, and I just want him to have a fresh start somewhere else. Um, I will also want Scott McTominay gone. I absolutely detest watching the guy play. I think this season he's maybe done well enough that he we can get 25 or so million for him and he's kind of proven himself to be a Premier League starter. Uh, hoping David Moyes can do something for me. Um, cool. So then three, Harry Maguire, uh, one of the players I've detested the most since I've been a Manchester United fan. Uh, again, think we can get a decent fee for him. Um, England international, proven Premier League standard player. And then finally, and some would argue why I didn't say this name first, but Anthony, um, horrible man, horrible player. Uh, detest everything about him as a, as, a, as a human being, to be honest with you. Um, so Bruno Fernandes, Anthony, Maguire, McTominay, and Jaden Sancho would be my five. Yes, yeah, that's, that's a good five. Um, couldn't think of a five more deserving bunch, to be quite fair to you. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah thank you. Uh, question from Afo. Afa Afs, should Van der Beek consider going uni? He'd be I a mean, mature student at, at this point, man. I mean, he's doing a year abroad right now, so um, second, second and third. Yeah, so Frankfurt is live, you know. I don't think I want to. I don't think I want to come back. No. <laughs> oh, poor guy. Man, thank you for absolutely nothing. I'm going to say it again, absolutely <laughs> nothing. It's not his fault, though. Uh, no, no, but I mean, I will never f- forget the time where Reeb said Van der Beek came on and then he started to make fir- third man rums, and then he just said, Read the room, read the fucking room. One Basaka has the ball, and you're making a fir- third man run. Read the room, bro. Come on, yeah, man. Come just on. he was obviously schooled in a particular style. Had a very no, 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 I- I'm sorry, he he was doing that to make. Everyone think he was in, in te- in, intelligent. He's like the man who 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 was saying, "Oh, Andre three thousand is the greatest r- r- rapper in the world." Cool, we get it. You listen to music, bro. <laughs> you listen to music, bro. Do, bro, like get, get out of it, man. Get out of it, man. Nah, nah. Pisses me off. Yeah, I knew he was cooked when Ted Hart came in and he didn't get no play, bro. No, no play. Did you? Did you see the quote that Ten Hag said? He said, no, "Yeah, this." He said, "This is not the same player I, I had at Ajax, bro." <laughs> so this is, this is not the same player. This is not the same player. The fact, and you know why it's so peak? Christian Eriksen was a stalwart. Christian Eriksen was a stalwart for him. I, you can't I, even say the standards are ridiculously high. I can't believe I was arguing with so many people about that guy last season. Oh, he ma- he makes football difficult to watch as well. But he makes it difficult to watch in like an annoying way because he still has quality. Like he, him, and old man matter. Ah, oh, just... old man, old man yeller, old, <laughs> old man matter. I'm still, I'm still techie, but I've got Benjamin Button syndrome. Bro, like, you're, I'm not an athlete. I am not an athlete. Yeah, you're techie, athlete. but I'm there's not even baller. any ingenuity anymore. You're just doing yeah. long bombs. I'm just like, come on. I'm not. Yo, weird. Towards the end, when Solskjaer just started using matter, like, hold on. 
you're actually creative and intelligent and we need some of that <laughs> oh yeah man. these guys are insane cool uh next one is from bank of you smith what would you rate Hoyland season so far as a center forward out of 10 and is he possibly the worst least talented striker we have signed as a main man post fergie um i'll give him a three and i'm being nice um least talented yeah probably um yeah i'm not you, you can't count your, your for their costs yeah i was gonna yeah. say more but then i realized probably they probably have more talent than yeah him. yeah i'm trying um, to think because we've had some even though they've been like washed legends or like legends yeah they've been washed but they're still yeah legends. facts facts yeah we've had a Lukaku, Falcao, Cavani, obviously Cristiano Ronaldo came in. Um, Martial, obviously. Um, am I missing anybody? Mm-mm. Yeah, am I, am I missing any? No, yeah, I think he quite comfortably has been the least talented. Um, and then second question from Bank of You, Smith. Final league prediction. Yeah, I think we said on the other pod, like, 56 points. They're going to ask every week, brother. They're going to yeah. ask every week. And which will put us where? What, like, sixth, seventh? That'll put us, like, seventh, eighth, probably, I don't know. Ugh. I mean, you, you, you have to count in the, the goal, goal difference, so, yeah. Oh, my God. Do you think we're ever going to be in a positive? I, I said it. The next time we're going to be in the positive is next season. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, it's IK underscore. When will Bruno get in the damn gym? <laughs> Everything about him... Like, I think I said it last week. This passive, I don't actually do anything, Bruno, I think is the worst. The worst? The worst thing he's doing, which which is actually so embarrassing, is that he's doing these dummies. (laughs) I'm like, brother. Who the fuck does he think he is? (laughs) Old man man dimes. Or big man dimes. (laughs) Bro, it's like he's doing these dummies because he knows he cannot withstand contact to keep the ball under pressure, which is a dominant indictment of your footballing ability. He's doing these dubbies because he knows he's fucking shit. Like, this is somebody who, I can't lie, he knows he is an amazing assessor of ability for himself. He's very self-aware. I I, I appreciate that to an extent. But he is fucking ass, Absolute ass. He is just... He... Watching, watching a midfield of him and McTominay for... The, for this season has been absolutely it's been trialing it's been, it's how, been how low do they rank in midfield you watch post Fergie oh my god um have you seen some stinkers brother I mean in terms of consistent midfields I mean I mean to be fair like 13-14 when Carrick was fucking awful and cleverly Oh yeah, that was a bad. That, that was a bad day. That was a, cleverly for Fellaini Carrick. That was that wasn't great. Um, oh, man, swore by cleverly, you know. Cleverly. Do you know what the worst thing is? I remember back then. I oh, I hated cleverly. I'll, I'll take him back right now. <laughs> the standards have dropped, brother. This is where Bro, we are. Like, at least he had a bit of combination play, and even though he was just short. Back and sides. Ugh, you, I'll tell you 
I'd take that short back and sides, bro. I'll take that short. This is a sorry bunch of midfielders that we have. Like, Mayno, for me, is the best. Mayno, for me, is the best of the bunch. And he's <laughs> fresh out. He's fresh out. He's fresh out of the academy. Like, it's insane. Like, he's the only one I want to watch play midfield. He's like, the only... He, he, Casemiro, Bruno, McTominay, uh, Mount. He's Hannibal. the only one who actually plays midfield like a midfielder, which is what I go back to. It's not embarrassing that you're being outperformed by a talented young player. It's embarrassing that a talented young player is making better decisions than you and is looking like a mature, more mature player than you. The, the you was born in 2000, like 2003, bro. 2003. <laughs> Beckham was just about to leave. Like, it was born in 2003, bro. Oh, oh my God. man. It's insane. It's insane. Cool. Next one is ZS underscore London. Chat him out. Um, where would where would you rank our current squad fully fit in the Prem hierarchy? If we're doing the fully fit thing, City's better, Arsenal's better, Liverpool's better, Chelsea's better. Um, would you say Spurs are better? Um, they have a, a first eleven. Madison Son. Van de Ven, Udogi. Yeah, Spurs are better. Um, cool. Would you say? I wouldn't say Newcastle. I'd probably say them five. Um, even for, nah, even, even for, I, I really hate the squad, so I would go even further. I don't like these men. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I really. The, do you know what the thing is? Is that. I've been done with this group of players since that 21-22 season because I'd, maybe it's because I have to write for these games. Right. They That season was fucking embarrassing under under two different managers because under Carrick, I'm not really going to take because he was the he was like the short-term interim, so it's like whatever. Yeah. But under Oli and Ranić, I have never seen a team as poor as that. Like, they were generally the worst that like the worst you've ever pound, seen us. Pound for pound, that was the worst team I've ever seen. They looked like they'd given up. They looked, they looked unfit. They looked out of shape. They looked like they 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 just looked absolutely pathetic. And after that, I I basically washed my hands with a lot of these guys. Last season, even then, I could I could barely st- stand them. I could barely stand them. And since that seven nil. It's just gotten worse and worse and worse and worse. And that's why, as much as Ten Hag has been fucking shit, I cannot stand by a group of players that have that has delivered that 21-22 season and this season. Because as much as people say there's been a there's been an overhaul, half half of that squad is still here. And I'm seeing the same patterns. I'm seeing like how have we gone from a team that was so tightly knit in terms of our structure. It's just like that's not just on the manager. We mm. lose the ball, guys aren't even running back. Like I'm I'm tired. I am tired. Of they've players. all got to go, bro. They've it's you know just what? they've all got to go. They've all got to go. Like, like, it's I, so I, important. It's so, it's so important. Like I de- it's it is so important. I detest these group of players so so much. Like I can't get across how much they make me sick. It's a trial 
to watch any game because I'm just looking at it's not the fact that they're not good. Cool, you're not good, but you're dumb as well, and you're not trying. That's a just that's a trifecta of absolute bullshit. Just get out of my face. Like, ugh. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't I like when you said earlier that the question should be what five players would you keep? Spot on, man. No leadership in that dressing room. Oh, uh, just... boy. nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Absolutely. Like it's like it's like look at the end of the day, they're professional footballers, and to get to the point they are is cool. But yeah. it's at, like I I look at other teams, even in their down points. Like the thing is, I I grew up with us going to Liverpool as the favourites. They would Liverpool would never ever let would never ever let them keep get beat 7-0 if it was at OT or an Anfield 5-0 4-0 that's not happening I've I've seen us battle Liverpool like two times like it it doesn't happen because but these players are just a fucking disgrace like I can't believe it like absolutely embarrassing like they embarrass me every single week and it's pathetic and they just make me sick and I'm sorry I went on this Nah, nah, you're 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 spitting facts, bro. You're spitting facts. It's absolutely embarrassing. Like I hate when people talk about grit and effort and heart and stuff, but the vast majority of those batterings were just them stopping, no longer running. Just we're not gonna run anymore. I've never seen anything like it, to be honest with you. I'm like I'm literally one of the last people to speak about those things because at the end of the day, I'm thinking at the end of the day, you're on the pitch, you're at least gonna put in some effort, not just for your teammates, but for yourself. And I, like this team, like that's why I think the Sancho thing really gets me upset because I imagine myself as a teammate when you're in a difficult situation. He's literally taken half a season off, yeah. When the whole club is in turmoil, and you're saying, you know what, I've, I've, I have a little beef with the manager. I'm not going to be in the trench review because I can't lie, they've been in the trenches this season, yeah, dealing with shit after shit after shit, and it's diff- and it's difficult to a point. And then, and then you're seeing a man who's willingly sitting out because the manager said he wasn't good in training, like stuff like that. That's why I'm that that that's the main reason why I'm upset about Sancho because I'm imagining myself in that situation as a team. And I'm like, brother, that is just perfect to me. But this is a thing, like these this culture at the club, like it's not your like it's not a group of men that want to play for e- e- each other. They don't care about anything, but like, of course, that has to come from the culture of United, but it's like, come on, just have some self-pride, but yeah, man, pathetic. They just make me fucking sick, man. Yeah, no, nothing more to add on that, brother. Uh, just a couple of questions left. Um, Chenny Boy, what does any of us need to do to make you feel like they're on job? Um, obviously, by the time everything's ratified with the Premier League and the relevant boards, etc., the transfer window will be shut. So what I'll need to see um, between then, so mid-Feb, late-Feb, and the uh, summer transfer window will be a move to have specialists in key positions within the Manchester United uh, organisational structure, uh, getting rid of some of the dead wood. So if Jim Murtagh's still here, you're jokers. Um, then I need a concerted effort to reduce the overall wage bill within the squad. Uh, I need us to then have a clear and organised plan for the summer. Like, I don't think Ten Hag is a bad coach. In fact, I think he's probably, all things being said, a, 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 a coach who brings more positives than negatives. 
you have to stop these coaches from allowing their worst nature to hamper them in their jobs. That's what you have to do, you know? Like, the game has changed so much nowadays to the extent where you can't have those, like, old-school Fergie, Wenger, et cetera, et cetera, types who own everything. We know this. We've spoken about this for years. Ten Hag has made his bed, and now he's trying to lie in it and succeed at the same time. But the bed is a shit bed. The bed is a shit bed. Some of them are players that are here before you got here. So you had to have the Sanchez of this world, right? You had to have the Marshalls of this world, the Bruno Fernandezes of this world. Cool, that's one thing. But then you've then gone out and then added dross to that. You've added dross to that. So you've made a difficult situation even more difficult for yourself. We've watched it in living colour, him turn his back on his own philosophies, his own beliefs, his own way of playing because the 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 ecosystem that is Manchester United, the pressure that is the Premier League, um, the club that is Manchester United, the reputation we have, has demanded results. And we allowed that for a season. We then allowed his worst nature to impact him again in the summer transfer window, you know. We only got Amrabat because he really wanted him. We gave them £8 million to not have an obligation to buy. We bought Mason Mount really early because he wanted to bring him in. Um, just as a man, as a man... Based on how hard you fought for those players, they should be key parts of your team. Just off of the strength of that, the fact that you vouch for those players and you put your name on the line for those players. And then when you factor in the players who are playing instead of them are the likes of Ericsson and McTominay, even if those two aren't it, the two you're playing definitely aren't it and are definitely improvements on what we're currently using. So it's really kind of soured my opinion of him. But I'm not of the. I'm trying to avoid the scorched earth thing. I think he's a manager who can be successful if he's given the right tools. So I guess what I define as success for Enios is um, putting in a structure at uh, operational level and within the footballing hierarchy that allows the team, the manager, to thrive. That's that's how um, I would see them as being a success. And I'll be honest, that's not going to be just this summer. You know, this is going to be this is going to be incremental. But I'll know, I'll have some sort of idea if we're making any sort of progress. You know how our, our summers usually go transfer-wise? transfer, transfer wise. We're linked to a player for months and months and months and just about get them in the last few weeks and we end up paying 20, 30 million more than anybody potentially estimated the player being worth. So actually now is when you should be putting together your lists of players you want to get, building up those, having those conversations um, and seeing what, what's on the market. I expect us to raid France. You guys have been in France. I expect us to raid, raid the suburbs of Paris. Bro, like, honestly, I think the main thing is um, Man United need to set up a uh, Twitch and then live stream Myrtle getting fired. That's all I want to see. I, like, I, I want him, I want to see him pack his things into a box and be led out by armed guards. Hopefully he trips on the way to his car. Just falls down. <laughs> I want the worst possible. I feel like he has gotten away with so much. And the fact that people in the media continue to say, oh, United don't have a sporting director, which he, which, which he has been. Maybe not in the jure terms, but de facto, he's been our director of football. because The influence and the kind of power he has, yes, because... For a very long time. This uh, Woodward doesn't work out of... Yeah, Woodward doesn't work out of Manchester. So actually, technically, at Carrington, at Manchester, he's the most senior person there. He's the boots on the ground. People were saying, oh, but he only got the title in 2021, brother. 
like he was the one who appointed the head of recruitment we have now back in 2016 so i'm um, he was the one that implemented the stat system that looked through nine eight eight hundred right backs before deciding on one berserker so don't come to me about oh he's only been doing this he's, he's been doing this shit for, for for a lot longer but he's been behind the scenes protecting his name because he's a fucking coward but and you know what i, I don't know the, the man from any, anywhere so let me not be too harsh on him. I just hate him from a footballing perspective. I think he's just been absolutely terrible. Um, but Mer Myrtle needs to go. Um, what does I ask this all the time? What the fuck does Darren Fletcher do? Just vibes, bro. Just vibes. Man. I, I mean, it's I actually really like Fletcher. I know he's a good football man, but um, yeah, I'm. How is he the technical director of Man United? I always say this: How, What direction is he technically leading? <laughs> like he can't come to Ten Hag and evaluate his coaching methods. What coaching has he done? Yeah. He can't evaluate um, how good um, the youth to first team part part pathway is. How how has he been a has he been a substantial youth coach? Has he done these? I, I, like, I don't know. I don't know where this experience has come from. So I'm not really sure why he's in that role. Well, I do know because yeah. they had to give the, the, the United fans someone they knew with yeah. Myrtle. And that's it. Has it. To be someone left behind in the wreckage, brother. Yeah, absolutely disgusting. But that's not on Fletcher. I believe, I, I know he's a really good guy in terms of, not just in terms of he's just a good family man yeah? yeah he's a good family man but he's also very smart good fo football man as well but he's unfortunately been uh like a consequence of this bad regime unfortunately but i, I do hope he does stick around in some lesser capacity so he, he can learn the ropes more because i feel i feel like having those people is important and the fact that we drove butt away for myrtle really grates with me as well but um yeah um in yours have a lot to do but um getting rid of myrtle's top of the list um um yeah it will f follow from there hopefully it will take time um but yeah yeah i've I can't, I can't disagree. I feel like it's not even rocket science. Like, you know, people talk about Brailsford's, like, theory of, like, 1% incremental gains. Um, somebody was like, you're not even anywhere near there yet because there's so much that's so, <laughs> so rotten and that needs to be gutted out. Like, you haven't gotten to the stage where 1% incremental gains are what you're looking for. You're just looking to build a structure and a working ecosystem that allows all the different parts of the business and the operation to thrive and to be connected and to the different hands to know what they're doing. If you've got experts in this arena and our work somehow overlaps with your work in that arena, we should be meeting and we should be sharing our best knowledge to the betterment of the club. Yeah. Um, couple questions left. Mo Abdi 13 underscore, is Dallow a better left back than right back? Next question. Uh, D underscore T911. Serious question, Bruno or Fellaini? Fellaini, I can't even lie. I'm, I'm, I'm not even gonna lie. I am. I was one of them who was, of course. I mean, I still don't like Fellaini, and not even just from a. Um, I just don't think he's a very good footballer. I feel like we used him as a crutch a lot, and that, and that was my main problem. Yeah. Is that 
we just would go back to that awful long ball stuff. And I feel like I wanted to get rid of that option from managers more than I wanted to get rid of Fellaini. Yeah, because even do that when they saw him as an available. Yeah, and unfortunately, McTominay has somehow re- re- replaced that. Um, so I feel like it's a sick joke that God keeps playing on me that we're one of these midfielders we have will somehow turn into a de facto plan B for these managers. But um, yeah, for Laney, he tried hard. I believe um, I was able to take him for one season under Van Gaal because I feel like we didn't have many midfielders. I believe that he would have been a good box-to-box midfielder had, like for a season, have him, Herrera, Carrick, and then we build upon that. Um, but he just stayed for a very long time and it took until Oli came. I felt I, I felt like Oli used him as like a PR thing and saying, I'm moving away from the Mourinho thing and he used Ferlaney to just get him out immediately, which mm. was, I mean, that, that shows the type of man Oli is, but I'm not going to say more <laughs> on that. Um, yeah. I mean, I've really despised. I've really despised watching Bruno play for the last. It's 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 coming up to four years now, and what a terrible four years it has been. Um, yeah. Um, con- con- congratulations, because con- like congratulations to him, because I thought that that her ramble he was serving up couldn't get any worse. And yeah, this is what this is worse, and it's like there's been so many. There's like been three different versions of him. So there's been the. Uh, puts numbers on the board, but absolutely is spams the ball and is super wasteful doing it. There's the one that we got last season, which actually looked like a pretty good player who yeah. was yeah. less was, good. Was, was, good was, exaggerating. He was uh, he he was decent. I feel like people really exaggerate. I feel like just oh, because maybe, he, maybe because of maybe we did because of what we'd seen of him. Right? Yes, Jeff. So, yes, yeah, Jeff. So, <laughs> so what we got last season was less numbers, but he was a lot less wasteful with the ball. So he was less of a he was less of a negative um, in the midfield, and then you've got this Bruno who just doesn't do anything, um, and I think this one's the worst of the lot. Yeah, it is. Um, but it shows that he's reduced his spamming and he's just a shit player. That's yeah. it. <sighs> yeah. Says it all. I think we've always kind of maintained that. To be fair. Um, it's not a proper, this is not a proper footballer, you know? Yeah. Um, um, oh, yeah. And um, yeah, good goal from Dalla because we barely spoke about the game apart from him. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's only so much you can take away away from it. We played a team that was like much better than and we weren't particularly convincing, nor was it a particularly enjoyable performance. Why did, why, by, by the way, why did we keep Onana as well? Like stuff like that is just like from, from like, <laughs> Like, Why would you sign a keeper who you don't want to play? No, we signed Kovar him. Left. Kovar mm. left because he wanted to start to go into the Leverkusen. We ain't selling you, bro. Simple. We ain't selling you. You'll get you'll get cup games. You'll get um, the dead rubber games in Europe. Probably we would have even dropped Onana or something because he's actually bigger than Onana and he was decent with his feet. Like Do you know what? Do you, do you know what the worst thing is? You know he doesn't start for... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He said he wanted to leave to start, to not start. Like, I'm watching Boca, the one, I think, he, is he at Nice now? Or yeah, Lens? I yeah. forget where he is. Um, and I remember when he was at 19 or so, and he was at Chelsea, but they signed, like, Kepa, and I think they signed somebody else. And mm-hmm. me and Dan were adamant that he was the best of the bunch. 
Yeah, Obviously, it's taken him a few years to get to where he is, but with yeah, keepers, but, you know what you're looking at, man. You know what it looks like. Uh, I like. I feel like with keepers, it's just it's very easy to tell if a keeper has potential. Like for so, for example, someone like Sanchez. I'm not mad at people for thinking, oh, that's a potential good goalkeeper there because his fundamentals are all there. Like it's all there, but his bozo gene is absolutely off the wall. So you can't legislate for that. Cool. Onana was obviously just not that good a keeper. Like it was, it's obvious off of first watch. His mechanics are weird. He's at his error stream. And it's just like, it's just obvious. Like it doesn't, for me, it doesn't take much to see if a goalkeeper is good or not. Like it doesn't take much. So it's just weird. But like the problem I have with it is that cool. But Onana is going to go at some point. So Bayern Deer is going to have to play. So why are you just prolonging it? It's just so weird to me. Like, stuff like this is like, how is that good for your backup goalkeeper? It's just weird. Like, it's just, it's just, oh God, it's just such a weird thing for Everything is just so weird, man. Everything is just so weird. Like, you just need to know how, it's just, when you're popping, bro, like again, it comes back to how shit you are. Kova, if we're popping side, I'll, I'll take being on the bench. I'll take being on the bench with the opportunity potentially to be Manchester United's first first team goalkeeper. Send me alone again, or whatever the case may be. When you're shit, anyone who's ambitious, will, I'm, why am I staying here? Why am I st- why am I being number two at a club that's going nowhere? Like I think what he's what he's he's twenty three year, years old as well. He's been at United for a while. He's, yeah. He 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 was there for five years, yeah, five years, and like what? I, I mean, I get it. Like De Gea was there, but we signed him because he had p- p- potential. We signed him as an eighteen-year-old, yeah. and he had a really good last season, mm-hmm. and he showed pre- well in um, preseason. And I get it, FFP whatever. So we 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 ha- we, ha- we had to sell to buy. Quite frankly, so cool. Um, but yeah, I'm just like get. Getting in Bayern there and then absolutely just not giving him anything because why? Because oh, none is your best friend from Ajax. Just get out of it, man. Just get out of it. <laughs> All right. Lovely. Love it. Love it. You wouldn't think we're coming off a win. Elijah, as always, my guy. A pleasure. Uh, Mugga Faithful will be here next week. Uh, I'm putting together some notes for that What If Patreon episode. Yeah. Um, I said we should put together. I think that'll be quite an enjoyable exercise. The, the, the thing I'm looking forward to, I'm looking forward to most next week is that after that we get two, we get two weeks off. I mean, I mean, enjoy your journey. You know, journey's that never-ending month. Just enjoy it, man. Unfortunately, you know because better, just enjoy. it. Because we won today, it means we have an extra game in January. It's like, ugh, oh well, don't care. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, we're gonna face Newport. Who fucking cares about that? Newport, usually who cares about that game? But um, yeah, I'm just looking forward, man. I, we, we came off a lot. Like this week off, been great. It's been, it's been nine days. It's been great. Got another nice. week off. Did the, yeah, the two, it's got, actually I'm, nice. And it's a game a week between now and the end of the season. I'm all right with that, man, because they don't improve. Like I think. Somebody posted and it was trained like, ah, oh, now Ten Hag finally has an opportunity to really train these guys. Like he's had two pre-seasons. He's had two pre-seasons. We gave him a blind last season with the fact that there was a game every week until April. 
Ah, now Fred finally has a chance to really trade we, the guy. We literally went backwards this preseason. Literally, <laughs> that Dortmund game, that Dortmund game, that was the first game I watched. And that first half, we were actually good. Yeah. Then the first team came on and we got worse. Yeah. I said, yeah, you know true. what? Bad omen. Bad, bad, bad omen. Embarrassing. Oh, God, man. Fair. But yeah. Guy, as always, man. A pleasure. Right. A displeasure, Peace. actually. All right. <laughs> All right, love. Peace. I shoot my shot, I hit my goals. I let man act like they don't know. Check my record and learn that code. 187, that's Andrew Code. Cold. Murder a beat, I'm cold. I link up with bro, that's. I did it like Andrew Cole, I just do my thing, I don't need to talk I shoot my shot, I hit my goals, I let man act like they don't know Check man's record, I learned that code, 187, that's Andrew Cole Murder a beat, I'm cold, when I link up with bro, that's I did it like Andrew Cole, I just do my thing, I don't need to Middle with the field in check like scores, but I still grind and chase man's goals When I get a chance, man's veins get cold Sports Social Podcast Network